0: A woman was walking along the river, and a frog jumped out. She thought the frog said something to her, so she bent down and listened carefully. The frog said, If you kiss me, I will turn into a Texas oilman. She grabbed the frog quickly and stuck it in her purse. Her friend who was walking with her said, why did you stick him in the purse? Why didn't you kiss the frog so you could be taken care of? And she said, these days a talking frog is worth even more than a Texas oilman. The lesson is called comparative values. The first point is now. The recent snow that we've had is a big deal for this drought-parched land that we're in. You might be thinking, oh, the aquifer is increasing abundantly. The snow is, is dripping deep into the soil where our crops can benefit from it this summer. I may be thinking, I love the cold, and I sure like the beauty that snow brings. Now, all of us can rejoice at this Blessing that we have, but sometimes we rejoice for different reasons. But it's from one source, isn't it? It's from God. You may not know this, but I was... And it's about Dallas. Dallas, I'm putting you on the spot and I didn't ask your permission. You can forgive me. We talked about that this morning. Dallas looked at the snow. I was driving with him and he said... Can you imagine all those seeds of weeds that are germinating underneath the ground? Dallas. But when we think of the snow and we we think of the now, we can think like David thought. We can think about his steadfast love. Psalm chapter 31, verse 7 says this, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love. Because you have seen my affliction, you have known the distress of my soul. At many times, David was living in the now. If you've ever been on the run or can imagine being on the run, living in caves, always having somebody chasing you down and and always having that, stress factor in your life, you understand what the now means. You can't think about the future too much. You're thinking about the now. So if you were on the run from King Saul and you know he was out to get you, thinking of the future might be difficult. You see, sometimes the now matters. The now matters. David looked to God during those now situations when life was really rough. And what did he say? I will rejoice and be glad. Now, did he say that when in this passage when times were good? No, he said it under great affliction. I will rejoice and be glad. In what? Your steadfast or unwavering love. Now you may be thinking sometimes, I'm going through this turmoil, it doesn't feel like God's loving me. But in actuality, his love has never wavered. Just like it never wavered for David. And sometimes... Your life may feel like it's in shambles, sickness, death, finances. Your life feels like it's on the edge, that knife edge, that if I move one way or the other up, I'm going to get cut. That now feeling. You can't relax. Peace comes in small portions. Do your values match David's values? Are you focused on God's steadfast love regardless of the now when things are difficult? Acts chapter 26, verses 15 through 18. Paul was going through some now experiences. He said this, And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. From everything is going my way to, oops, I'm not really in the right. But rise and stand upon your feet for I have appeared to you for this purpose to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you Think about Paul's experience at this time How was his now at this moment he was actually persecuting God himself, Jesus, whom he denied. Do you recall what happened to his eyes? Do you recall his feelings as he fasted before he was able to have his eyes cleared? That now was difficult. But could you say, do you think Paul said, rejoice and be glad because God was kind to me? His steadfast love was there in my affliction? I think so. The second point in comparative values is the future. Among the Israelites, the blessings of the land were indicative of their relationship with God. As many of the prophets talked about, when the people, especially when they went astray, the land's favor showed whether God was supporting them or if God was not happy with them. Now this is particularly true for the Israelites with their covenant. If they did not receive blessings from the land, Deuteronomy called it a curse. The curses that came were a result of that process of falling away from God. I think the concept is the same when we, when we think about the future. Can a positive come from evil gain? Can the future bring great things for me from God if I try to get there by evil gain? Though some think so, I don't see in Scripture where God believes that thing at all. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house, to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 9. But if you are a follower of God, even in a continuing drought, not just the drought of rain, but the drought of kindness from your fellow man. The drought of love, the drought of happiness, the drought of health. You have a future if you have a real relationship with God. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. And he's talking about those who are rich in this world. It comes from God. The blessings that we have come from God. The blessings of your future come from God. Even in a time of drought... Is God's love unwavering? Absolutely. The third point, rejoice and be glad. Jesus, the greatest of all teachers, was not unfamiliar with the present or the future. How did he look at his now moments? Was everything rosy for Jesus in the now? But did he look at it as good or as bad? From his perspective, his father is there. His father was there at the now moments, even when they were difficult, even when they were tough, and even when they were good. How did Jesus look at the future? Did he look at it as good or bad? Well, if you're looking at the markets, the futures don't look too good, do they? At least from my perspective in the stock market. But whose steadfast love is there? Even in the moments of affliction, whose steadfast love is there? Rejoice! And be glad. So my mind took me to the Beatitudes as I was studying this this sermon. Chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you on account of me. Rejoice and be glad! Does that sound like a fun moment to rejoice and be glad? When you're persecuted and reviled? For your reward is great in heaven. Does that sound like the future? For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. He didn't talk this Sermon on the Mount to just the prophets. He didn't talk this Sermon on the Mount to those wannabe preachers. He talked it to all who wanted to hear Him teach the revile the persecute sounds like the now doesn't it can you rejoice and be glad in the now has God's love changed do you have something to look forward to in the future there is something about the now and the present that we should understand in ways that don't separate them too much. But recognize that umbrella that's over it all. The umbrella being God. God is here in your now and He is here in your future. Can you rejoice and be glad? Truly, hard times need positive reminders. Reminders of who truly holds the future. I think some of the best things I've ever given were advice to people who are in the hospital, advice that comes from God. God's got you. God's got you. But I want the pain to go away. God still loves you. Who's going to take care? God still's got it. Stay faithful to Him. Stay faithful. Philippians chapter 2, verse 17. Paul said this Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 13. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's Sufferings, that you may be also able to rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. The lesson is called Comparative Values. Do you look at God the same in the now as you do in the future? Steadfast love is unwavering. When you go through difficult times, whether you're looking towards the future or the now, here's something you can always do. Rejoice. And be glad in God's unwavering love. If anybody here has any